previously on Little Bit Leave It. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Little Bit Leave It, the podcast where we talk Love Island, UK, in the USA. My name is Ben, and with me, as always, it is my podcasting partner and partner in life, Becca. This episode has everything. Well, you mean this week? This episode of Little Bit Leave It. Oh, okay. Has you, it has me, it has drama, reconciliations, screaming, and that's just our banter. Yeah, this was a hell of a week at the villa in Love Island. We're going to be talking about season seven of Love Island UK, and we're going to talk about the whole six week, everything that happened, our takes on it all. And if you love our takes, you can support our takes at patreon.com slash little bit leave it. Let us take some money from this whole venture. Yeah, that's the idea. So at the villa, the basics are... The fallout from Casa Amor dominates the events of this week. The girls finally get to choose the couplings. Girl power. And the Islanders choose to save Tyler for Kaz and Mary for Dale at the end of the week. And we say goodbye to Clarice, Sam, Amy, And most notably, original Islander and original favorite, but maybe now persona non grata, Hugo. No, I think I would have liked to have seen him stick around. Yeah, me too. I was not super happy with what the Islanders decided, as I think a lot of people who watch the show were not happy. I liked him more than he annoyed me, if that makes sense. I just thought he's a good presence in the villa. You need a Hugo. Yeah, well, it seems like Teddy takes over that role a bit. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I can I can see that. But let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Let's rewind to the beginning of the week to Tyler giving his version of events at Casa Amor and attempting to blame all the other guys for his behavior. You know, he was just going with the flow. Kaz is not having it. I'm shocked. He seems to think that no one can comprehend how difficult life was for him. And he tells Kaz, put yourself in my shoes. Except Kaz having, you know, a brain in her head says, I was in your shoes. She is super pissed and I do not blame her. Tyler is being super snaky here. She really believed that he came in only for her. And that was that. Do you think he led her on or was she believing what she wanted to believe? I think a little bit of both. I mean, it takes two to tango. He certainly laid it on very, very thick pre-Casa Amor. So I'm not surprised that she would think that, but she certainly seemed willing to want to believe it, as anyone would. And in a not so great take from Teddy... He tells Tyler, okay, she's mad, but she also likes Matt, so she loses some sympathy points, which I don't think was fair since Kaz has repeatedly publicly stated that she's only gone after Matt, poor Matt, you know, because of what Tyler did. Matt ends up being a bit of a rebound for Kaz. And he knows it and he goes along with it anyway, so... Yep. Eesh. And on another note... A happy note. A happy note. Together again. Faye and Teddy are together again, for a few days at least. 
This is such a wonderful reconciliation. I'm so sad that things go so back and forth. He flat out tells her that he misses her, but she's with a guy now. What is he supposed to do? He's going to cry. She's going to cry. We're all going to cry. We all cried and they go up to the snog deck. And what do they do on the snog deck? They snog. This is such a great scene. She tells him that she knows she's been a twat, that's her word, not mine, for the last two days, and that she knew what she had. And Teddy, in a moment of ultimate heartfelt smoothness, says, had or still have? I don't know how anybody watches this scene and does not like feel their heartstrings being tugged at quite firmly. He still loves her. They both know they messed up. They debate the politics of kissing in a game versus a challenge. And then finally, they shut the hell up and they have that aforementioned snog. And I felt it in my heart. I felt it in my fanny. Everything was beautiful. Yep. And quickly, Faye breaks it off with Sam. As she should. You know, she did kick off the week by warning him that she's going to need to sort it out with Teddy. By the next day, she tells him she's kissed Teddy, they're back together, and she's headed to the daybed, where she and Teddy have a lovely reunion. Chicka chicka yeah. And this is all like right after the recoupling still. Yeah, this is Monday, Tuesday. This is the same night. Oh yeah, I just meant in terms of like episodes, it was Monday, oh, yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, but it's to think about for the Islanders, basically we had two and a half episodes focusing on about three or four hours. We saw a lot. There was Boku. So let's talk about Liam's saga of grafting with a side of groveling. Thank you, Chloe, for that amazing term. Everyone is encouraging him to keep at it. Liam at Millie's side with a hangdog look is a constant through the week. He pleads his case to Liberty, whining about his commitment issues, and she has no time for his shit. I would not either, frankly. And I think this is a first for Love Island and a big surprise to me. Lily is still around. They kept Lily for an extra day so she and Millie could have a little friend date. Well, it reminds me of bringing Malin back to confront Terry. Yeah, and this is a little different, right? This is the jilted... Other woman. Yeah. Well, no, it's a little different. And obviously they had to keep her around and not send her... I'm sure they sent Malin home and then brought her back. Right. This, they're all in the sanitized sex bubble, so you didn't want her to go very far. And you have to do it while it's pertinent. Yep. So Lily does apologize straight off the bat for what happened at the recoupling, where she just, you know, laid everything out. But Millie actually is grateful or says she's grateful because Liam sure as shit wasn't going to tell her anything. Yeah. And Lily paints a really, really negative picture of Liam and maybe a little bit of a biased picture of what went down. Well, she also experienced it her way. Sure. You can't argue with how someone felt and how someone experienced. We could argue all day if she painted a negative picture on purpose. But what's the point of that? Yeah, I think my biggest objection was that she really painted Liam as the one who pursued her initially, when I really don't think that was the case at all. She says it was 60-40, Liam. That's not exactly incredibly biased. I think it's biased because it paints... Liam as the one who initiated everything when that first night it was pretty clear that it was Lily putting all the pressure on. Yeah, she blames him and he played an innocent. Liam was definitely misleading Millie about all of this and he was probably misleading Lily too at the villa. Her night three report was accurate though. Lily told him to try giving 100% to her. They kissed three times. He bragged to the boys. That was correct. 
That is what we saw happen. And I feel bad for her. She was 90% sure she was coming back to the villa because she wasn't privy to that conversation Liam had with the boys where he was like, "Uh uh-uh, Millie time. Yeah, Lily was being misled by Liam just like Liam is misleading Millie now. Obviously, Liam knows that the two girls are out and he's expecting that Lily is going to paint things her way and he's freaking out to Chloe and Chloe asks him, well, did you leave anything out? He says no. And he says Lily will tell the truth, but it's going to sound worse coming from her. And Chloe very smartly says, well, once Millie has both sides, she'll come to a conclusion somewhere in the middle. Yeah, and it's not just Liam potentially who needs to be worried because in this conversation, Lily is saying that all the boys were acting like it was a quote unquote lad's holiday, that they were having a good time with their girlfriends before they went home to their wives. And I kind of did get that feeling a little bit. Are you kidding? Jake was literally like on lad's holiday, you do bits. Yep. It was exactly a lad's holiday. There was no kind of a little bit maybe. So Liam knows he's fucked. He begs Kaz to put in a good word for him, but she knows there's nothing she can do or that she even really wants to do for him. Yeah, and I can't believe that Millie gets back from this date with Lily and says to the girls that she's done. At this point, Millie is really upset that Liam's feelings for her were not as strong as hers were for him. And he just can't shut up, listen and apologize when they have that conversation when Millie gets back. Yeah, at the beginning of the chat, he says that he wants to hear all of her thoughts about the whole situation, but he's not ready for that. He can't handle that. He's pissed that Millie believes Lily over him. He keeps telling her that she's taking it wrong. Everything she's saying is wrong. She's wrong, wrong, wrong. And then he has the gall to ask her if she sees a future with him. My dude, if you're pointing fingers at your girl for you stepping out on her, And then saying, do we have a future together? What is wrong with your brains? You know, she smartly, thankfully, says, no, I can't go forward. You hurt me. I don't trust you. Respect that. Mike dropped Millie. Does he respect that? Of course not. No, he does not. He is up her ass all week with the moping and terrible chat lines. He sends her a picture of them with the caption, beautiful view, as an attempt to break the ice. Millie is not impressed. Again, thankfully, she cuts him out of the picture and sends it back. That was a pretty good move on Millie's part. But somehow this is encouraging to him. Yeah, because it's kind of flirty. You know, it's kind of showing that she cares a little bit. Yeah, he puts a dumb note in her bed and he and Jake are very proud of themselves. Toby says, oh, you can read it in the morning. And Millie says she's going to use it to clean her eye gunk in the morning. And then Toby says, see how thoughtful. Yeah, Toby is, uh, well... We're going to get into it in just a second here, but Toby really comes out of his shell. The moral of the story is Millie wants romance and thought, not dumb rhymes about his dick, which was basically what was on the note. Come on. Well, you know, Toby may be uh, maturing a little bit, but not all that much. And this has to be one of the most hilarious plot arcs, one of the most hilarious narratives in Love Island history. Toby's head is turned again by Chloe? Is this hilarious? Is this sad? Is it both? Has this ever happened before on Love Island? I don't think so. I don't know. I vote hilarious. I absolutely did not see this coming. And he goes, I'm always in a bit of a pickle. And he says it like three times in rapid succession, which is more than anybody not ordering a sandwich should say pickle at once. 
Yeah, Toby has all of a sudden just gone to being completely ridiculous. And Jake and Tyler agree with you that this is just hilarious. I think everybody watching at home thought this was hilarious. But the question, was Toby just jealous when he saw Chloe with another guy? Or do you think there might be real feelings there? It could be both. I mean, he's so immature that I'm sure there was a lot of jealousy seeing her with another guy. But, you know, he could have real feelings under there. I'm not saying it's impossible. Absolutely. Abby pulls Toby thinking that they're going to talk about Toby's feelings for Mary. But the conversation takes an unexpected turn, to say the least. Toby is somehow direct and honest with her. Eventually. Yeah, eventually. She asks where his head is. He said before Casa, it was with you. So she assumes he means it's with Mary now. And he wiggles around answering the question until she tells him, just spit it out. And when he tells her, she is definitely surprised. Yeah, she did not see Toby wanting to get back with Chloe coming. And then Toby pulls Mary and he's direct and honest with her too. Is he learning something? I hate to say it, but maybe, yeah. Could this backfire? Always. So I think at this point, he's definitely got the honesty part down, but I'm not so sure he is being very empathetic. Yeah, Mary's been really upset about how Toby has been treating Abby. He never mentioned her at all at Casa, and Mary said that she was excited to go back to the villa until she saw Abby standing alone. And then she realized, like, there's a whole story here I was not part of. I was not privy to. Yeah. And hilariously, again, Mary thinks that this is the conversation where they are going to talk about Toby's feelings for Abby. And uh, she's a little surprised. Here is where I see Toby display a shred of empathy. He wants to tell Mary now and not in a week after further feelings or attachments have developed. Well, and it would be pretty difficult to start cracking on with Chloe again. But, you know. Never stopped him before. True. So Mary declares herself a citizen of Friend Island. And Toby finds himself getting pretty soppy bollocks about Chloe right before the recoupling. Tyler, he's trying to keep Kaz on the back burner. I don't know how well that's going to go down. So speaking of, you know, is he jealous or does he have feelings? Does he want her or does he just not want her with someone else? Yeah, I'm not so sure. His own account on several occasions is that he didn't realize he liked her until he saw her with Matt. Which is just so weird given everything he said before Casa. That just doesn't make sense. And I'm actually glad that Kaz stands up for herself and says she's not down for just being an option. Well, she lets Tyler know he's just an option for her, too. He's clearly used to being the big man on campus that all the girls fall for and are willing to line up for. Yeah, and Tyler says that he would pick her over Clarice. It's a little strange because he literally did the opposite 24 hours ago. Meanwhile, this piece of crap Tyler thinks the chat went well. He asks Teddy and Hugo where he should PDA with the girls so that they don't get jealous. Hugo says maybe just don't. Teddy says Kaz and Matt might be stronger than you think, and Teddy is rooting for them. Yeah, I like those guys. Hugo and Teddy have been the guys that I like this season. Tyler is 60-40, has at this point, four days after cruising back in with Clarice. I can't believe she's entertaining him at all. Well, like four episodes, right? 
it's only like 24 hours or 36 hours after they came back in. Yes, it must be. I wasn't counting the hours, so it must have been episodes. She has fallen into the dick sand for sure. Tyler then tells Clarice that his fly trap is still open to Kaz, but don't worry. While he's chatting with her, he won't stop chatting to Clarice either, like it's a goddamn win for her. That's weird, which is a very understated reaction to his stupid statement. And he asks her, what would you do? Pick one? The only logical answer for that is, uh, yeah. Yeah, Tyler just loses all my sympathy this week. Yeah, in the beach hut, he's so convinced that his emotions deserve full respect over either girl's feelings or their own sense of self-respect. Meanwhile, all of this assholery or assbaggery, whatever you want to call it, seems to be... uh, Drawing Kaz in, and she starts pushing Matt away. Yeah, I'm really bummed about this turn. I really liked seeing both Kaz and Clarice stand up for themselves, and I'm bummed that Kaz is taking this this direction. So she gives Matt the latest Tyler rundown, but not in the tone of, ugh, he's so annoying. It was more like, brace yourself, Matty boy, I'm on my way out. So he's pissed, as he should be, and he doesn't hug or snuggle her at night, which sets her off. Like, could he or would he have salvaged things if he had grafted harder? No. I mean, that's ridiculous. Kaz is just trying to have it both ways. She's trying to figure out some way to blame Matt for her own lack of interest in the relationship. And I will also say this is the week where Kaz lost all my sympathy. Agreed. In the morning, she lays into him for pulling back. He said he's still committed to her, but he realizes he doesn't really know her. He should have just straight up said, I don't trust you. You're not fulfilling your end of this bargain here. He's no stranger to being straight with people. So I don't know why he was so delicate with Kaz here. She knows why he pulled back and she goes way too hard about it. She's definitely self-sabotaging to make Matt dump her. And so she can come out the good guy and the victim. Yeah, I agree completely. So Clarice pulls Kaz, sensing that something is up. Kaz just straight out tells Clarice that Tyler prefers her to Clarice. Well, Clarice is not going to take that sitting down. So she tells Kaz, Tyler didn't mention her at all at Casa Amor. Yeah, I think that's true. Kaz also tells Clarice what it was like before Casa. And Clarice had no idea how hard Tyler was grafting beforehand. Yeah. And then Clarice goes and confronts Tyler about all of this and You know, he insists he's handled everything great. He's doing a fantastic job. I think I hate him more than Toby now. Oh, yeah. Tyler has become the main villain at this point. So Clarice, disappointingly, does not rip into him, but she warns him that she could flip. I don't know why she didn't. Honestly, this would have been a good time. Tyler goes back to Kaz and asks for more time. She tells him to fuck off. He wants her to dump Matt and sit around waiting for him, and she sees right through it. This is one of the most frustrating storylines. Let's talk about something else. And that's also why she's like not quite breaking it off with Matt, is that she doesn't want to seem desperate to Tyler. Ugh. Yeah, let's move on to the least interesting love triangle of the season, Dale, Mary, Abby. It's like a palate cleanser, like plain flavored ices, yeah. <laughs> water ice. <laughs> yes, it's just a plain sorbet. Chloe officially friend zones Dale days after we all thought it had been established anyway. Yeah, he friend zoned her like several days ago while they were still in Casa. So or in Casa time. Yeah. But now Dale is getting attention from both Mary and Abby. 
Mary looks like the clear favorite. I mean, they're touching each other's faces, for God's sake. Abby has a chat with Sam, but it's very clear that there's nothing there. And then Mary pulls Abby to talk about this little situation. Abby says she only likes Dale, but what will be will be. Mary's trying to gauge the situation, like how much does Dale like Abby? How much does Abby like Dale? How hard is this competition? Abby reveals in the beach hut that she thinks she's Dale's number one. But very soon after, she realizes that she is losing to Mary. And she tells Kaz that she's going to take a step back. But does she really? The spoiler is no, but there's so much going on this night. Oh, my goodness. While that whole thing is going on, Millie pulls Chloe to fill her in on what Toby's been up to. Chloe thankfully says, no, 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 no. He needs to graft me. It's time for girls to stop chasing him. Enough is enough. But don't worry, Chloe. Toby is making a POA, plan of action. Yeah, that's a new Love Islandism for this season, right? Yes. Liam needs, this is really funny. Liam needs Toby to be successful to convince Millie. And Tyler hopes that if Liam gets forgiven, he'll be next. So no pressure, Toby. Ah, these guys, man. These guys. Anyway, Mabel's here. They have their annual Spotify party. There's a joyful mood. Yay, dancing. And if you're old like us, you'll know that Mabel is, you may not know this actually, but she is the niece of Eagle Eye Cherry. Of Save Tonight fame. Yes, and Nana Cherry's daughter. Nana Cherry was not as big in the U.S. No. But Eagle Eye, that one song was huge. Okay. And then Liam, after the concert, decides to give a formal speech. And Millie is breaking down. She has really already decided to take him back. And at this point, she is just making him wait for it. You're one in a Millie, but I want... I can't even say this with a straight face. You're one in a Millie, but I want us to be one in a million. That's us vomiting. My notes just said barf, but okay, be over the top. This speech is about as heartfelt as Liam gets, but that's not saying much. I did like, you can't overlook how I made you feel in the past, but I want to make you feel good in the future or something like that. Yeah, that seems to be more about uh, sexy time than any kind of like lovey-doveyness. But maybe, maybe I'm just pigeonholing Liam at this point. Well, I think that's where the relationship started was all the sexual chemistry and which is why he didn't realize it was so real until he got to Casa. Yeah. Millie is more touched than she wants to be. She tells him he took a step. No, half a step and lets him give her a hug. And that is just in time for a recoupling. Very smooth, Liam. Yep. So first, Lib picks Jake. Every day, she falls a little bit deeper. They're still our sweethearts of the season. Next, Kaz picks Matt. Now, I think we all know at home that it's because she's pissed at Tyler and not because she actually wants Matt, but Matt thinks it's because she has decided for him over Tyler. Yeah, she gives Tyler a nasty wink. Which I thought was uncalled for, but also, suck it, Ty Ty. Yeah, it just, ugh. That wink, by the way, does not go unnoticed by Matt. Then Clarice picks Tyler. He's not happy about it, and he won't even sit next to her as close as the other couples do. This is just so weird. This is, I have to say, one of the weirdest recouplings we've ever had on the show. I okay. love it. Faye picks Teddy. 
she gives a great speech acknowledging that she ran for the fire exit with the first hiccup. She's very accountable. She's very humble. And it's really nice to see them back together. Fire exit. Was that a direct quote? Yes. Yeah, I assume so, because typically us Americans, we would call them fire doors. I don't know. I never thought about it that hard. Or emergency exit. I've never heard an American say fire exit until now. Well, there you go. Then Amy gives a nice speech and she picks Hugo. Even if his iced coffee is shit. Yeah, and this is the first time we've talked about them all episode because they're really just like not even in this week. They're window dressing. Millie picks Liam and Chloe picks Toby. The Second Chances Club. Millie goes off on Liam being disrespectful and making her sad. It will be a long journey back. Oh, yes. At least 48 hours. No, it won't. Chloe warns Toby that if any other nonsense arises, it is 1000% over. And Abby picks Dale. Yeah, Faye is wincing at him being dragged out of the friend zone where he had solidly put Abby, even if Abby didn't know or wasn't willing to acknowledge that. Yeah, and Mary is very upset. As was I, except... Yeah, it is not very nice to Sam when she says about being stuck with him. Clarice eggs her on. Yeah, not a good look, especially because by the end of the week, Mary doesn't even like Dale anymore. So the recoupling has some fallout as well. Dale tells Abby that he's into Mary, and it turns out that they had actually kissed before the recoupling, but we didn't know because they didn't show it on screen. Abby didn't know about it, so hard to blame her. She may feel badly about tearing them apart, but she's totally lying when she says they didn't know they were a fledgling item. Because she said it to Kaz. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there is some defense of Abby here. If she didn't realize how strong they were, that maybe she figured she could still have a chance if she coupled up with him. And it is Love Island. So I get it. But yeah, Abby gives him the go ahead. Not like he really needed it, but it was sort of an acknowledgement from her that like, you know, things are moving on. Teddy encourages Tyler to give Clarice a shot, but Tyler is not interested. Clarice keeps mildly speaking up for herself and he keeps whining. It's hard. Poor Tyler. Oh, yeah. He's only with Clarice at this point because Kaz won't have him. I don't like this little dance that Kaz and Tyler are doing. No respect for either Matt or Clarice. Mary apologizes to Sam. Class move. And then Mary and Dale are snogging. And Abby accidentally interrupts them. Mary and Abby make amends. They cry. They hug. Yep. A lot of opening up tonight. Faye opens up a bit more and she and Teddy snog. He has trust issues that she needs to be gentle with. He's not this like perfectly intact, secure person either. Liam, Liam, and this is a direct quote, is building a new house that takes a piss on the old house. He very clearly wants to build a new future with her and she still won't let him kiss her. Matthew is saying that he feels more confident with Kaz this time around. Oh, Matt. Is he really that blind? Oh, Matt. Meanwhile, Chloe and Toby, well, Toby seems to be falling for Chloe. But one question I had, is he confusing sex and emotional intimacy? He plans a big shebang comeback. More melon plates, but with waiters. He even practices asking Chloe out on this date and inexplicably carries her to the picnic. Yeah, that was kind of weird. But she's into his weirdness. So they declare tunnel vision. And this is his first time being exclusive with a girl. Aw, they try to go slow. They say they're going to try anyway. 
We'll see how that works out. You know, it goes on for several days. There are lots of under the covers shots over the week. But Chloe announces at morning, quote unquote, study group, if you will, that she's been putting on the brakes. Let's turn our attention to Amy and Hugo. Hugo? There is definitely some awkwardness between them that probably cost them some votes later in the week and also influences the Islanders' decisions on who to keep. He confesses to Teddy. Teddy is like Father Teddy over here, Monsignor Teddy, that the spark they had at Casa is M.I.A. And he wants a romance, not a showman's. He's not going to put on a front just to stay on the show or just to have fun. Yeah, these two are having some communication issues. They both seem insecure about whether the other one actually likes them. Amy's frustrated Hugo isn't spending time with her like he was at Casa. And Hugo thinks that she's colder to him. And that means his feelings were ingenuine. But I think she's being colder to him because he's not spending time with her. And he's not spending time with her because he's not sure if her feelings were genuine. And it's kind of this vicious cycle that they seem to be locked in. But they actually do manage to resolve it by talking about it. He says it can go one of two ways, either better or friend zone. But it sounds like he's already given up. I don't know. At this point, I actually had some hope, but maybe I'm wrong. No, when she asks for a hug at the end of that conversation, he gives her a friend hug. Yeah. And at this point, you know, it is too little too late. The public has already voted by the time they really reconcile. And so has he, frankly. I'm starting to see just how little time he has spent considering anyone else's feelings but his own. Yeah, I I can see that. I don't think he spent that much time counting Amy's feelings, thinking about AJ's feelings, or even Chloe's feelings. I think he just was so worried about what Hugo wants, like he failed to recognize his women's agency. There's definitely some truth to that. I think he's just a really insecure guy in the context of Love Island. And all the artificiality that yeah. comes along and with it. So one thing I want to talk about with Hugo is... At the recoupling, when Toby and Chloe get back together, Hugo is, you can see the wheels turning, right? Hugo is starting to figure out that he made some assumptions about Chloe and who she is, and probably about Toby too, but especially about Chloe. You know, he says that he's not disappointed and he wishes Toby and Chloe the best, but I kind of get the sense that he feels like, wow, I wasted all of that energy defending Chloe. I hurt my relationship with Toby as part of it because I was a little bit blinded by my crush on Chloe and thought that she was going to move past Toby. I think he misjudged her and he's starting to realize that. It's very astute. I didn't pick up on that. So. Yeah, I, I just think generally in terms of how we watch the show too, it can be hard to remember that the people that we're seeing in the villa, they are in this really weird situation and we're going to make a lot of assumptions about their whole character and who they are as people based on this like really weird artificial situation that they're in. And I think that Hugo was doing that unintentionally with Chloe, just like we do at home. So I thought that was just interesting. Okay, let's talk about something much more my speed. A challenge! Yeah, it is playing the field. 
American football. We know a bit about this, and it is another wet and messy challenge because it's the UK and they love that kind of stuff over there. And by the way, in a great segue from that little conversation about Hugo, there was a great animation showing Hugo throwing a bag of some condiment at Toby and just the intense look in Hugo's eyes was hilarious. Yes, condiment barrages. In round one, the girls have to punt a teeny tiny football through the uprights while the guys protect them from said condiment barrage. The cleanest girl wins. Most points win. Who even knows? Millie and Liam win this, I guess. I guess. Round two, the snog marathon. Millie is not having it. Abby taps out quickly because she and Dale are in the friend zone. Fetty, Hugo and Amy, and Clarice and Tyler are the snog champs. Yeah, Hugo and Amy seem to really be coming together. And I really hoped so. I really hoped that was the case because I really wanted to see some happiness for him. I also really like Amy, too. Yeah, she's cool. She's different. So after the challenge, we've got the more interesting love triangle in the villa. Tyler, Kaz, Clarice. What is going on there? Well, Kaz did not enjoy Tyler and Clarice winning. She lies on the kitchen counter trying to look fetching to make him jealous. Now, in a sitcom, she would have rolled right off and chipped a tooth or broken her nose or something. Yeah, I can hear the canned laughter. Millie calls her out. Are you more jealous about Tyler than you are happy with Matt? She knows Kaz is leading Matt on. Kaz had her shot to take him back and stop the whole charade, which I'm never going to say American ever again. Charade. 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 Uh, Yeah, so Chloe and Millie both took those leaps of faith, and Kaz very easily could have too. Yeah, and now in another shocking development. Toby gives Tyler good advice. Tyler is afraid the Kaz ship has sailed. Toby says, hey man, go talk to her. And since Toby is such a relationship master now, he reminds Tyler that if you want to be in a relationship and get somewhere, you have to be vulnerable. So I'm calling it now. Toby is going to become a therapist. Most improved performance for sure. For sure. So Tyler takes Toby's advice. He pulls Kaz to the snogging deck. She says the door is open a crack, but to me, it looks wide fucking open. But there must be a door monkey on there because she still insists on cracking on with Matt. Door monkey. It's a parent thing. Look it up on Amazon. Tyler complains, you put us in a race. And Kaz just says, like an ice queen, don't lose. I am enjoying watching Kaz give Tyler shit, even if I'm not enjoying her giving Matt shit. Yeah, he deserves it for sure. He then pulls Clarice and tells her it's over. Let me woman explain this to you. Actually, Clarice is lurking in the dressing room when Tyler leaves the deck. He tells her to find him when she's done with her hair. She makes an OMG face at Faye, trying to get some, you know, sympathy. Faye does not take the bait. Faye does not sell out her friend. When Clarice does get to Tyler, she is pissed. Finally, we see Clarice upset, and she wishes he had never picked her at all. She would rather have gone home. Now she has to sit around and wait to leave. She doesn't care about any other guys there. She doesn't care who might come in. Everyone watches her walk away from this confrontation with Tyler and no one comforts her. This is so fucked up. Totally. But don't worry, Clarice, you'll get your wish soon. Yeah, so fucked up. 
I mean, I get it. They've all got this relationship with Kaz and Kaz clearly wants to get back together with Tyler and they're all supporting her. But Kaz is really clearly a villain in this situation. I mean, I get it's mixed because she was victimized by Tyler, but. But the Casa girls are supposed to stick together. So where was Mary and Amy? Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. So Tyler pulls Matt and tells him Kaz is into him and not Matt. This conversation was Teddy's idea. And again, I don't think it was great advice. Yeah, I don't think so either. So Matt tells Kaz that he heard from Tyler and not her about her interest in Tyler. Kaz then tries to turn it around and blame Matt because he supposedly said they weren't serious yet, which is a completely deliberate misinterpretation of what he said. She also says it was her right to tell the girls first and she didn't get to him yet. I do think that Teddy had Tyler jump the gun a little, but do we even trust Kaz to do what's right at this point? Hell no. Matt is smart and he just walks away. Yep. So the public has been voting. Yes, the public gets to vote. So we go to the fire pit. The vulnerable couples are Tyler and Clarice, Sam and Mary, and Hugo and Amy. Islanders have to save one boy and one girl from this group. Yeah, the boys save the girl, the girls save the boy, as usual. I think it would be more interesting to have the boys save a boy every now and then, make them feed on their own, but... I kind of get why they did it this way. It becomes a little bit more unpredictable, but this one, I don't know, this probably was fairly predictable. Everything that I did not want to happen, happened. But were you surprised to see Hugo in the bottom three? I wasn't surprised, but he was. Yeah, I mean, the online sentiment was very much against Hugo and really has been, I think, for the better part of the last couple of weeks. Yeah, at least Chloe pulls for him. Yeah. That was good to see that at least she is standing up for her friend. I was really disappointed to see him go. The girls saved Tyler, who has been a complete douchebag. And Faye's speech heavily implies that it was because Kaz wanted to save him, which is obvious. Faye manages to insult Hugo with the speech. I mean, really insult him in the way she says, oh, this person is such a big presence in the villa and we couldn't imagine it without him and been there for us with conversations. It sounds like she's describing Hugo at first. If I were Hugo, I would be like, fuck you, Faye. I am never talking to you again. So the guys decide to save Mary, presumably for Dale. Chloe cries about Hugo leaving. As more of them should. Now, Hugo certainly put his foot in his mouth at that exit interview. Yeah, tragic is for natural disasters and brides dying on their wedding day. Not for situations. If he and Amy had any glimmer of hope, outside the villa before, he got his ass blocked with that dumb statement. Yeah, calling his entire journey in the villa a tragedy in front of the woman who supposedly is the girl he finally found that he actually liked. He did come in more mature than many of the guys, but he didn't grow at all. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's ultimately the issue with Hugo. Ian echoes many of the people on social media and accuses him of only being there for a free vacation. Well, he certainly was not there to open up and become vulnerable. In Clarice's exit interview, she reveals that she regrets everything. Yep, that was sad to see. After that exit, I liked that little scene with Jake and Toby on the daybed having a nice chat, imagining Hugo marrying another teacher. And Toby, even despite his problems with Hugo, he does see Hugo as a good guy. Hugo's parting words for him are, take care, 
don't do the same thing twice. Yep. Mr. Hammond. Millie invites Liam back into the bed and t- and says it's time for her to look forward. Yeah, we knew that was coming. No kisses or cuddles yet. We'll see how long that lasts. I'm a little encouraged about Liam. Sometimes you need to break your own heart to know what's right. I don't know. I I don't think Liam has learned anything. I think this has just been a long, drawn-out exercise in bullshit. But there is somebody, thankfully, in this villa who is not taking any bullshit, and that's Matt. When the girls saved Tyler, everyone knew why, and Matt is very, very blunt about it. Yeah, we're done. We're done. Can we all stand the breakup king? Yes, the breakup king. Kaz pretends to be confused about what's going on. Like I said, she has lost all... All of my sympathy, she and Tyler are clearly the villains of the villa. Tyler also pretends to be surprised that Matt ended things with Kaz, which, come on. He did not expect Kaz to say that she voted for Hugo to stick around. Or did she say that just to zing him? Oh, she just said that to zing him. There's no freaking way that she actually wanted Hugo over him. That's BS. Again, Tyler and Kaz. They are just so emotionally dishonest and manipulative with everyone, especially lately, right? Clarice, Matt, even each other. So, hey, they're a perfect match. So remember when I said Faye and Teddy reconciled and it was super cute and awesome? Yeah. Well, that's not happening anymore. Faye continues to freak out about Teddy to the girls. They have different interests. He likes jazz. Nobody really likes jazz. They just say they do to sound smart. She likes R&B and Disney. He likes designer stuff. She likes thrifting. They definitely come from different worlds. Yeah, he's a prince. He was a prince. I mean, until his grandfather died, he was the prince of some African country. I forget which one. Huh. She's the princess of Devon? Yeah. He's really kind and gentle, and her family is brutal. So she has a talk with Teddy. She's panicking about the G word coming and tells him she could not handle a public proposal of sorts like Jake and Lib. And he tells her he knows this. The G word being girlfriend. Yeah. He wants to make it official, but now he feels like he can't. So we've got a new producer event here. It's movie night. Mad movies. Hashtag 21st century Cox. Wow. So let's talk about these. Okay, so there's some sort of trivia with how they win, who picks what clip. I don't know. That was stupid and bullshit. We're all just here for the clips. Yep. So she's not all that. Jake talks shit about not being into Liberty very early on. Ouch. Yeah, this is just crushing for Lib, who really had no idea about any of this. You know, Jake was kind of deceiving her in some ways early in the relationship. He was ready for his head to be turned. I feel like she did not need to know this. Yep. And that's why they told her. Exactly. So next up, it's Fifty Shades of Fae. It's revealed that she says that Teddy's not funny and that Sam got a spoon in bed. It's not that bad, but I guess Teddy asked about things with Sam and she lied. The bigger problem is that she is cackling laughing at this clip and he's pissed. I'm pretty sure it's nervous laughter and she knows she's caught out. That definitely fuels what happens later for sure. Yeah, she uh, does not handle that well at all. And it is followed up by Tinker Tyler Soldier Pie. 
Tyler invites himself into bed with Clarice and gets very friendly. We also see him minimize his relationship with Kaz. And they just cut to a little clip of Matt smiling and eating popcorn. I love it. Um, and that's followed up by Moving Mad Max. Liam has a three-way kiss for which he was very clearly picked. So a little bit exonerating. And he toasts to whatever happens, happens. Yeah, this is an extremely favorable edit. None of the Lily stuff is there. Wow. No, he's shown telling the guys that his head says the kiss with Lily was no big deal, but his heart says, Millie! I don't know how she does this. Millie's a friggin' saint. She's trying not to get mad because they're supposed to be moving forward. I just, why did the producers not show any of that stuff? I really don't know. So next we've got the Fast and the Furious. Toby floods the field. Boring. That was just funny. Chloe's not going to let that upset her, especially because it was about her. Then we've got Teddy Player One, which shows Teddy flirting with Clarice. We also see that it's very obvious that the truth or dare kiss that was on the postcard was initiated by Mary. It didn't even seem like she went for Teddy because she specifically liked him. They were sitting next to each other. But he also says he's technically single and love is in the air. Yeah, Faye gets really, really upset. And she seems to be blowing this a a little bit out of proportion. She's upset that he didn't tell her that he was sexually attracted to Clarice and maybe others. And then draws some pretty strong inferences from that, that he didn't trust Clarice to share a bed with her. Which was also shown in the clips. I guess we should have been more clear. Yeah, yeah. That would bother me, honestly. Unfortunately, though, as expected, she starts mouthing up immediately. Like, she cannot handle it. And the words start coming out. There's still a bunch more clips to go. She's just yapping the whole time. Yeah, no, from here on out, it's basically Faye yelling about Teddy and being angry with Teddy. But first, we've got Kaz Taway, which is pretty funny to watch Matt watch himself flirting with Kaz. And uh, also for Tyler to have to watch it. I enjoyed that little bit. And then we've got the Jake escape where Faye gets really angry again. She's already worked up and now she is just super over the top, really angry with Jake that he encouraged the guys to test the waters. He specifically encourages Liam, where if I was Millie, I'd be pissed. Faye hopes none of them treat their sisters the way they treated the Villa girls who they call their sisters. So Jake is fuming about the clip and Faye's reaction. Yeah, Jake, all you did was give opinions and advice, but they were all bad. Yeah, he never once mentioned the feelings of the girls at the villa. No, so the girls win the game, although someone acknowledges it doesn't feel like we won much and all the guys scurry away. Yeah, there is so much fallout from this mad movies thing. I feel like we've used that word like 14 times this episode, but I don't even know what other word you could use because drama implies like little middle school stuff. No, this is just like nuclear disaster after disaster after disaster. Faye is just goes on a rampage and she keeps flipping Teddy off and then somehow also saying she's the one being an adult about it. Wow. She's also super pissed at Jake. And how could he really be their friend if he's encouraging all the guys to stray? And tis a little bit of a point there. Dale tries to talk to Faye and and tries to help her through it. She ends up getting really angry with him and walking away. Dale loses her the minute he starts defending Teddy. He asks her, do you remember every chat you had with Sam? 
While Teddy deserves a defense, this was not the time or place to do it. And he was not the person to do it at that moment. Time and place, bro. The time is at night when everyone's grafted and the place is the Love Island Villa. Oh, yeah. So Dale follows after a minute. He follows Faye over to the day beds where she has walked to talk with the girls and just asks her not to take out her anger with other people, meaning Teddy and Jake, on him. But she just gets really defensive and starts attacking Dale. Yeah, she makes some crack about his teeth. Yeah. I, I think I missed that. But yeah, he gives her a hard time about just walking away from him. And then he does the same exact thing, which she seizes upon. Walking away was the right move for her. If there's a conversation and it's either like flip the fuck out or walk away, she should have walked away. And he should have kept his mouth shut about her walking away. He should have just let it go. Yeah. And then Matt chimes in. He's like, hey, leave Dale alone. And Faye's like, yeah, shut up, Matt. Well, you're saying something for once, but you just need to keep your mouth shut, you quiet guy. She's really going through it in a big way. I mean, she feels bombarded, embarrassed, scared, angry, sad. I feel for her. Definitely bombarded. I don't excuse any of her behavior. I think she brought a lot of this upon herself. But I know what it's like to have the rage and just need space. She didn't ask Dale to come talk to her. Matt should have kept his mouth shut. And while she was in the kitchen, Teddy came over to her several times. Even after she calmed down long enough to tell him she didn't want to shout at him and to please leave her alone. She did ask calmly at least once. As the guys, as Dale and Matt and Dale and Matt and Dale and Matt are winding her up again, she says she will fall out with every prick in here and I believe her. Like, leave her alone. Give her some space. Do you think Teddy was strongly encouraged by the producers to keep going back to talk to her against her will? No, I don't think the producers would have had to do that, given what we have seen from Teddy this week. He has not necessarily been uh, the smartest guy emotionally, and he really likes her. He really wants her. So I don't think the producers would have had to do that. So Teddy finally urges her to talk to him, shout if she wants, but she isn't in a headspace to truly communicate yet. Everyone else is sitting around judging her. He keeps coming over to her. He says, shout if you want. And like, I don't feel like her friends are really being supportive. What needed to happen was that someone had to take away her wine, slip her some water, and escort her to the dressing room where she could stew to her heart's content and get it all out without Teddy having to hear it. Yeah, that's a good point. I think that what was happening in the villa was that some of the girls were giving Faye their drinks. Because you notice Faye got kind of drunk this night. If I've learned anything, it's more alcohol does not help. Yeah, it was clearly going to make everything better. On the other end of the spectrum, we've got Millie who is just now straight up forgiving Liam and acting like nothing ever happened. He earns a bedtime cuddle and it goes a bit further than that. Yep. And now Liberty is vulnerable with Jake and tells them that she is upset about his comments that the attraction was not 100% at the beginning. Now, he tries to reassure her, but he does not do the greatest job. I do like how he reminds her that she's his future and you don't girlfriend up someone you're not attracted to. Chloe points out that Jake should have gone to Lib to check on her immediately after the movie night, but he was too self-absorbed and obsessed with Faye being angry with him to be concerned with Liberty. 
Yeah, that would have gone a long way, but he was too busy playing victim. Yeah, really bad move by Jake. Did you think we were done with Fetty? Because we're not. No, no. This is like the week of Fetty. Faye dumps Teddy. She comes back out for another round of yelling. And Teddy isn't going to passively listen anymore. He really wants to talk things through. Faye tries to explain to him why she's upset. And she gets about halfway through before emotion kind of overtakes her. Yeah, I'm really empathizing with her, but she is so rude and sarcastic and condescending. She just couldn't hold back the wounded bird. She declares she knows she's worth and she's done. You know, they keep closing in on some kind of resolution. But the minute he mentions that he's really upset about the way she's handling this, she flips out that he dares react to her reaction and storms off. Yeah, this is super duper sad. Teddy seems to understand that Faye was constantly looking for a way out to avoid confronting her fear of intimacy. The fact that she was looking for reasons to bail really hurt him the most of all. Yeah. I wonder how Hugo's presence might have affected the events of the night. Yeah. In some ways, maybe the producers did a good thing by putting Hugo in the bottom or whatever, because I do think that the edits and the screen time does play a pretty big role in who gets voted to the bottom because it might have been less dramatic if Hugo was around. So then let's get to the major social media question. Do you think she was abusive? There were more complaints about that scene than any other scene in Love Island history. Do you think she was being abusive? No, this is not emotional abuse, okay? She is not treating Teddy right. I'm not saying that she is at all justified in any of her behavior. It is poor behavior. But that is not what constitutes emotional abuse. Emotional abuse, there is this desire to create a codependency by making the other person feel worthless. What Danny Bibby tried to do to Lucinda, that was emotional abuse. The snog Mary pie game where he intentionally tried to make Lucinda feel really bad about herself in order to make her more attracted to him, that's emotional abuse. You know, if Faye was going back and forth with Teddy and be like, oh, I love you, I love you, and blah, 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 and then you're worthless, nobody else will ever love you, la, 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 that's emotional abuse. She had a tantrum. She should not have treated him that way. She was wrong. It's poor behavior, but by itself, it does not constitute emotional abuse. I agree. And I don't think it should have resulted in them taking her off the show like some people wanted. Yeah, that's completely ridiculous. She got a talking to from the producers saying, don't do that. I really got Olivia Atwood vibes, how she would just fly into a rage in season three and would look for more fights to have if people were ignoring her, which they did pretty well. Yeah, can you imagine people's reaction today to the things that were happening in some of those early seasons? I mean, I guess it makes sense why a lot of the younger fans who have watched the most recent seasons don't like those early seasons. Yeah, they were not gentle. They were not kind. One and two were really hard to watch at points. So that wraps up this week. We've got more Islanders going to be dumped at the top of next week. The Islanders go to the Island Bad Vibes Club, most famous for being the location of the Sam and Georgia Steel showdown split in season four. Okay, so we'll move on to the 
State of the Couples! So last week, you predicted that Faye and Teddy would be together at the end of this week. And I almost want to give you partial credit because they were together for the majority of this week. Yeah, I don't like this week. This week was a real, uh, reminded me of when the dogs get those floppy toys and they whip their heads back and forth. Wappada, wappada, wappada. And heaven help your legs if they get in the way. That's what it reminded me of. I actually loved this week of the show. This makes it two and a half super solid weeks for me. Much more solid than Faye and Teddy, apparently, because they are not together. So what about next week? Faye and Teddy, will they be together again? You know, it doesn't look good. But I'm going to say yes for the hell of it. I absolutely agree. They will definitely 100% be back together. There is no question in my mind that they are, you know, the Cam and Amber for season seven. I don't know. What's the lady version of Dick Sand? I don't know. I just think that they are destined to win this season. Okay. All right. Now let's move on to Jake and Liberty. Last week, you said they would still be together, and you were correct. Yeah, and they're going to stay together because they're gibberty, damn it. Yep, I think you're right about that. I so, saw I saw someone on Facebook spell it gibbity. That's, that's actually better almost. And I loved it. So yeah. gibbity. Gibbity. All the way. Gibbity yeah. for the W. I can see them making the final, no question. Toby and Mary, you said they would not be together. And you were correct. Toby is now with Chloe again. Do you think they will be together at the end of next week? I think she will murder him if they're not. And she's pretty scary. So yes. Yeah, I agree. How about Dale and Mary? Who? No. Yeah, I don't know if they're even going to be on the show next week. That was not a very strong connection, it seemed like. Yeah, they seem destined to be eliminated in short order as the season winds down. Yeah, she's not that interesting, and he could be that interesting, but they haven't given him any screen time. So there's always one throwaway couple. Not not a reflection on them as human beings, but just on their role in the show. No, Dale actually... He's one of these islanders I wish we had seen more of. Moving on to Kaz and Matt, you said they would be together, but unfortunately, you were mistaken. You know what? It's better for Matt, and at this point, I'm cheering for Matt. What about Kaz and Tyler? Do you think they will be together? Yeah, they deserve each other. Yeah, they do deserve each other, and they will probably still be together by the end of next week. Though I can also see them breaking up in some type of spectacular argument. Just to get back together in 12 hours. Liam and Millie. Are they together? I don't even know. They're going to get back together. Yeah. They will be together at the end of next week. I agree. And last week you said... I don't even remember what you said last week. I think you said... So last week, you said Liam and Millie would be together, and I think you're right. I think they're together enough. Yeah, they're definitely going to get back together. They're definitely inching back towards together, and she just re-chose him, so I think that's together. Yeah, they're together, and they will be together at the end of next week, you think, right? Totally. Yeah, me too. Totally. So last week, you said that they would not be together at the end of this week. But they are, I think, right? Barely. 
come on, they're barely together. If she hadn't just picked him, I would have a much stronger argument for that. But, you know. Yeah. It could have gone either way. Yeah, I think they're together. All right, let's move on to Fantasy Love Island. All right, so in week six, we had a lot of low scores this week. A lot of people getting pied. A lot of arguments and not that much sunnogging. Yeah, the points leader this week was Faye. Really? Yeah, Faye came in with 61 points. So if you drafted Faye, you did well. If you did not draft Faye, you probably did not do all that well. Hugo followed her, if you can believe it. Hugo got 39 points. That's a big gap. And Amy also had 39 points. They would be the other two you might want. Millie came in with 36 Teddy with 31, Tyler with 30. But the real story this week is that Sam, negative 25. Abby, negative 22. Mary, negative 14. Dale, negative 10. Kaz, negative 9. That is a lot of negative scores this week. Wow. That's a lot of pie. That is a lot of pie. So thankfully, in our teams, we were able to avoid... A little bit of that. And this week, I kind of pulled ahead a little bit. So if you remember. I do, unfortunately. If you remember going into this week, you were up by about seven points, but I beat you by 50 points this week. What the fuck? How'd that happen? So I had, um, I happened to have Amy and Toby Toby had 28, so he did okay, and Amy had 39, as I said, and you uh, unfortunately had Kaz and Jake, and Kaz had a negative score. So, yeah, I ended up beating you by 50 points this week, and I'm now up by about 40. We'll see, though. You never know what can happen. We'll see. I think you're going to sleep in the doghouse tonight. Uh Uh-oh. Let's get into something more fun. More fun than Fantasy Love Island? What could that be? The TNA Report! The TNA Report. All right. You want to kick it off? Yeah. I don't know why I'm letting you start, but go ahead. Yeah, thank you, by the way. Thank you for letting me start the TNA Report. She just rolled her eyes at me. All right, let's start with Millie, who had a great bright orange long skirt with a very long high slit. And a bandeau top. Very, very cool. You didn't like it. it. Okay. I liked it. I also really liked her blue uh, one shoulder dress. Is that the blue and white swirly one? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't love the dress, but she looked amazing in it. However, on the other side, I did not love that kind of pink mini smock kind of thing that she had with the mini skirt. I don't know. Do you mean the wide open, like, 80s power blazer? No, no. She was wearing this pink thing that was, like, like a smock. Oh, okay. So I hated that 80s pink power blazer that was worn wide open. Yeah, that's... I agree. With the purse earrings, or were they locks? Uh, I'm not sure, but, yeah, I agree. Definitely a negative. Hated it. So Faye... The night of the post-Casa Amor recoupling, she is wearing what sleuths on the internet revealed was actually a long shirt and not a dress from Zara. 
She wore it as a dress and it looked fantastic. Showed that you can be very sexy and uh, still, you know, classy, sort of. Leave something to the imagination. Yeah, yeah. Now on the other end, uh, Faye, not a fan of the leopard print dress this week. The belt kind of hit at the wrong place. It was not a good look. Was it the belt or the mic? I think it was the belt that did not. There's a like a thick belt on it. Ah, okay. I got to give negs to Faye on the green bath towel dress with the sparkly pink heart earrings. She looked like knockoff Barbie. She looked like dollar store Barbie and I hated it. Mm, I can see that. How about Mary? Mary, how about the yellow, red, and purple splotch dress that looked like when you pressed down on your eyes too hard? Yeah. And uh, how about those white linen jinkos? Is that what those were? Is she supposed to be some kind of like Mormon raver in that weird outfit? No, those were parachute pants, which are totally different. Like same era, different kids. I didn't realize that the cuffs at the bottom. Don't parachute pants have the cuffs at the bottom? They did. Okay, I didn't see the And they had the, the streamers. Oh, see, I thought they were like big wide open legs at the bottom. No, 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 no. They were parachute pants. Still, Mormon raver, I think that still works. Oh, totally. And let's not forget the white thong bodysuit worn with them. Mm-hmm. Hated it. Terrible. We both want to give a shout out to Mabel. I love those swirly black and cut out pants. I don't know who she is, but she looked cute. Chloe. This was a bad fashion week. Chloe had a yellow, blue, and poop brown dress at the recoupling. Is poop brown in now? Yep. I've seen a lot of poop brown this season. And Crocs. I've seen poop brown Crocs. You have. Like, what the hell? I also didn't like her orange sherbet towel dress. Are towel dresses a thing now? Towel dresses have been a thing. All right. Well, let's talk about somebody who did look great this week, Miss Liberty. She had that red one-piece bathing suit plus her usual bouncy blonde hair. I got total Baywatch vibes. She has this very, like, all-American look to her. I know. I get that, too. Just she is the girl next door personified. Actually, the girl next door has brown hair, doesn't she? It depends on where you live. I guess that's true. It depends who your neighbors are. Okay, how about Teddy? Uh, I really liked that black shirt with the red floral pattern that he had. Okay, uh, but Liam, more ugly shoes. Now we have Birkenstocks? Yep. I want to see him with the Nehru collar on the Birkenstocks and like some love beads, just like Jay Guru Deva Om. So is it me or are there some really bad dressers this year? Right? We've got some high highs, but we've had some much lower lows. Yeah, I want to say there are a lot more lows also compared to some other years. Even when Shanice was doing her thing, I wouldn't have been embarrassed to go out with her. Yes. Even at Shanice's worst. Yeah, season six had a few people who were really outstanding and no one who was just awful, right? In terms of dressing. The thing is, no one's been uniformly awful. In season seven. True. I agree with that. There's still time, though. Yeah. Uh, And then Jake, who doesn't usually show up on this list at all, who's usually pretty basic. He's got a tight, hot pink shirt and tiny, shiny black shorts. Was that left over from a challenge? Was he playing like 80s aerobics instructor? Like what was happening with that? I have no idea. That was so out of character. Normally he like looks, you know, fine. I don't usually we don't usually talk about Jake. No, we don't. So we'll have to see what happens next week. Hopefully we'll get some new names on the list. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. All right. We are bringing this bad boy home. 
I've got six top bits for you this week. Top bits! Because it was a hard week. It was a sad week. It was a heartbreaking week in a lot of ways. So let's find some levity. All right. Can we start with the toppest bit there was? Of course. Is that when Lib calls Liam's note a little bit cute and Millie says little bit? Leave it. Toppest bit. Toppest bit. Thank you, Millie, for calling us out and the shout out. We appreciate it. Okay. Number two. Hugo is fretting about Amy cooling on him. Matt reminds him that Amy likes bad boys. And Hugo asks him, do you not feel I'm the baddest boy around? That was that was great. Hugo is going to be missed, man. Hugo was really good for these top bits. I don't know who we're going to find now that our Hugo is gone. Yeah. Uh, number three, Jake and Lib feel for Kaz's situation post recoupling. Lib says she loves Kaz. Jake says he loves Kaz more than you. And they have a good laugh because he's obviously toying with her. He tells Lib that when he says he loves her, it's going to be a whole thing. This isn't so much funny. It's just a nice love kernel because we have seen Lib sort of dangle that word in front of him twice and him not reply. So I was getting kind of worried for her, but I think this is like a good omen. Yeah, I am kind of wondering what he's waiting for, but... It just showed a little bit of acknowledgement. Okay. So number four... Tyler and Kaz are finally done with Clarice and Matt, and there are no people standing in their way. Kaz decides to respond, I don't know. I was chatting with Dale earlier. Yeah, that was hilarious. And Tyler was so shocked. He really believed it. Yeah, he did. Number five, Dale and Mary. She must have Lucinda's book of icebreakers because she asks Dale what fish he would be. He says he doesn't know too many fishes. And she says she'd be a dolphin. He declares she's not smart enough to be a dolphin. The whole conversation was just one giant head shake. Yeah, I don't even know where to start. I don't know if Dale knew that dolphins are mammals and he was kind of making a joke of it there or whether he was also being sincere. Let's not try to unpack it. though. No, I think he was ripping on her. Yeah, I think he was. But it was also a little mean. So I don't know. Forget it. It was funny. And finally... Teddy tells Faye to stop making fun of his sandals and to get with the adults, Faye. You're not in Cougarville anymore. That was also good. Because I felt Faye on the sandals. And I also was like, okay, Faye, get over it. Those were some very top bits. Thanks for recalling those up for us. They're not as funny as maybe some previous weeks, but this was a hard week, man. I was really digging there. Yeah, I also just am uh, wondering what the hell is going to happen these last two weeks. It does seem like we've got our finalists all in the villa, but I imagine that, you know, they may introduce a couple more people to shake things up one last time. So you you mentioned season four earlier, I think. That seems like where we're headed. They're going to throw in a few people after this whole club thing or at the club, maybe. We'll see. But yeah, I think we have one more round of new peeps. And that's probably about it, right? Yeah. Well, well, that about wraps it up for us, folks. Ooh, okay then. Yep. And until next time, you can find me on Twitter at LBLI Podcast. At LBLIPeng. I'm trying to do better at Facebook. I did a thing on Instagram. So, you know, follow us and maybe you'll get like a little surprise on your timeline or your feed or your 
you know, brain chip, however you access your social media. And you can email us at littlebitleaveitpodcast at gmail.com. And we want to hear from you. If you say something smart, we'll read it on the podcast. Notice we haven't read anything yet. Some of y'all are really stupid. We really need to up the quality of the emails. So if you're smart, write us. I know Geico keeps emailing us. And I think we got some offers for some penis pills. But nobody wants to talk Love Island. It's mostly uh, just people trying to get us to monetize the podcast, which we refuse to do. Well, we refuse to sell out, but we'll take your yeah, money. Yeah, we're not sellouts. We're not gonna we're not gonna monetize it the way they want us to monetize. We're not it. Zoomers, man. Yeah, we're we're you know Zennials. All right, well, we're gonna go watch Reality Bites now. Yep. From Staten Island to Love Island. It was a place of love and passion and kissy wissy. You're obviously one in a million, but I want us to be one in a million.